river kingdoms are an ever-warring group of city-states, kingdoms, and fiefdoms, where lives are threatened every day by conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Mavoy sits the Stolen Lands, stolen from me and my kind, and degenerated into savage conflict. I have been called by many names, Titania, Nerissa, the Queen of Forgotten Time. Herein lies the end of Stagthorn's tale, where Caelan Peacebringer has finally taken control of the wilderness, monsters, romantic entanglements, the affairs of ancient gods, and war. I will lift the heavy burden from his head and bring Stagthorn peace forever. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. Episode 146. Okay. So, when last we left our hero, brave Caelan and his counsellors of Stagthorn, yep. you had defeated yet another bloom arising against your kingdom. Yep. This time not one of land, but of spirit, the Nightmare Rook. Brought horrible nightmares to everyone, trapped Elk's Rest in a slumber. And you have freed the dreamers one by one with the aid of Corwin Steel River, who has returned beyond the Vale. Yes. Back to Phrasma's realm and I can't remember where we left it be specifically so I had some conversations with people to deal with the impact of what happened yes. in the dream state so talk to Van talk to um, Tobias and I talked to Tristram about what happened to um, not not Micah yep um, and we sat down with our count, sat down with the councils and sort of a day or so having gone by and um, talked over where we were at a little bit and um, then I heard a ding noise you did hear a ding noise and you reflected on your experiences your counsellor's experiences defeating all these blooms and realised folk were levelling yes so Kaelin gains a fighter level Mm -hmm. Um, it is now a level 10 fighter level 1 knight of thorns 1 bard one Knight of Thorns? Is that level 5 Knight of Thorns, level 1 bar? Yep. So he has um, picked up another 9 hit points to take him to 165 hit points. Yep. Quite the, the highest in the group by quite some margin. Yep. Um, he has um, picked up another point of Fortitude save, because when anyone says anything about Scalin, it's that his Fortitude save really needs to go up. He has um, picked up another point of base attack bonus, so his base attack is now 15, 10, 5, which is, um, I believe means that his third attack is now as good as Jack's first attack. <laughs> yep, yep, sounds about right. Um, he has um, picked up some attribute points, uh, which are a little bit less exciting than you might think because he had all even attributes because yep. he did that at 12, so he would get the maximum benefit. Yep. So he puts a point in Wisdom and a point in Charisma, taking both to 15. As Caelan is now, I think, kind of a relative person who has a relative amount of 
wisdom. Yeah, certainly and, grown. And um, is someone that people generally, it certainly people, makes an impression on people. And people generally find easy to get along with. He has got some skill points. He put one in balance, um, which takes him to a total of two when he's wearing his armour. Um, and um, six when he's not. Um, he has put a point in climb. He has put a point in intimidate, and his intimidate is now 18. And he has, of course, put a point in ride, which is now 25. And I believe this is the best ca- the character I have that is going to ride the best out of all characters ever. Continues to try and... Ve- the struggle to beat Tristram's ride is everlasting. Yep. Um, he has... Um, his hero points went from 5 to 5, because he was hanging out with Corwin Steel River, so he really didn't spend a lot of hero points last level. Um, he has um, uh, gotten another feat. I spent a bit of time messing around with his feats because he had um, t- too many straight feats and not enough ba- bonus feats. Yep. But it all, all, it all came out fair enough. So he's got... Um, I, I would like to list these because, again, this is something of an achievement. So for regular feats, he's got endurance and improved unarmed strike, which from from Bryn and various orky abilities. Yeah. He's got quick draw, extra traits, and a, animal affinity, iron will, die hard, and hero destiny. Um, then for his bonus feats, he's got nine of them. Which are currently set to power attack, cleave, great cleave, mounted combat, ride by attack, spirited charge, weapon focus, bastard sword, weapon specialization, bastard sword, and for my latest one, great weapon focus, bastard sword. Because Kalen has a magic bastard sword. And he is quite dedicated to that now. He gets a plus two on attack and damage when he's wielding gatekeeper or its various iterations. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if he happens to not be doing bastard sword things that day, he can swap those three out. So, yes, nine, counting nine bonus feats. Um, and um, lastly, he uh, put a point in relationship points with Tristram, taking him to 31. As I already have his 30-point bonus ability, that wasn't really where I wanted to put it, but last level was such an excessively Tristram-y thing where I spent a, a tremendous amount of time with Tristram, and it, it just seemed like the best fit. So he's got 31 with Tristram, 30 with Bryn, 25 with Svetlana, and 26 with Michaela. Yeah. And uh, you are, in fact, you a couple of other ones that I have on my list here. Yep. Well, you've got your electric tracker out. Yep. Um... So, you gain one with Michaela for freeing Tristan from his nightmare. Cool. Cool. Uh, you gain one with Tristan for saving Tris. Cool. That one is a fail. Uh, you gain one with... Um, Svetlana for saving Khan from his nightmares. Ah, uh, yes. Makes sense. And you do not gain any with Bryn. Yep. So that puts me at um, 32 with Tristram, 30 with Bryn, 27 with Michaela, and 26 with Svetlana. So I may not get Michaela and Svetlana's 30 point bonuses, but you know. I don't think you're necessarily meant to get all, every single bonus. Not generally. 
We shall see. Yes, we mm-hmm. shall see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, as to the rest of your team. Yep. Um, getting into the details on, but basically all, pretty much all of your lesser counsellors are gaining a level in here. Yeah, yeah, that, that seems very appropriate, but it's hard to see why you would need to stat them. Uh, it seems unlikely, having just done a whole bunch of counsellor adventures, we're about to embark on another round of counsellor adventures, so I think we can just say they gain a level and call it there. Um... If you are... Interested as a player, this is not something Caleb would necessarily tag. Um, I can tell you what they're what they're doing. Yeah. So uh, Rossi is a cleric of um, Savannah. Savannah, thank you. Um, Leon is now taking his first level um, in cleric of Savannah as well. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, Vaughn, of course, will continue up his duelist route. Yep. Uh, Chief Sootscales is taking another level of Cleric of Gorham. Yep. Well, we're, we're a pretty cleric-focused um, counselor roster. Ah, uh, Sootscales all over the place. He's a rogue slash barbarian slash cleric of Gorham. Ah, uh, yep. That's right. And he's. I, the... I believe that might bring him up to. Uh, no, he got to second level spell. Yeah, and, and the lesson the counselor adventure taught us is that he's the solution to all of life's problems. Yep. <laughs> Samantha and Rogue, of course, Silverfire and Druid. Yep. Um, the old Beldame and Moldering. Oh, too soon. Too soon. Uh, well, she wasn't going to get a level anyway because she didn't participate in anything. And Lillian taking her mighty fourth level in Rogue. Ah, uh, yep. Well, that's the downside of um, staying out of trouble. <laughs> that's the plus side of staying out of trouble. <laughs> As for your actual other fellow PCs, yep. uh, Tristan takes his 16th straight level in Bard, making him a Jared character who got the end of the campaign with no multi-classing. And no monk levels. We're all startled well, and impressed. Although his um, 16th Bard level is so um, relatively shite that I did briefly contemplate taking something like a nice vital level instead. Yeah. Uh, he finally gains six level spells, which he knows, yep. but he is unable to cast. Right, yep. He gains zero slots of them a day yep. and needs uh, four more charisma. Until get the bonus slot. Get yep. the bonus slot. So I haven't actually bothered to work out what spells he knows, because if he ain't going to be able to cast them, it's it does, it, Yeah, it does just seem more depressing than anything else. Um, he gains a new fifth level spell slot, of which he's going to take Shadow Evocation. Oh, cool. I'll be interested to see call, it. He see can it. call on the illusory powers of the first world and turn them into fire or lightning or whatever. It's you create an illusion that duplicates lower level evocations. Yep. And if people fail their will save, then they, they get burned or shocked or whatever. Yep. It always struck Jack as too convoluted, but we'll be interested to see how it goes. Um, so he is not putting a point in ride this level, because it is spoken for elsewhere. He is putting his first and only point in sense motive. Wow. It's occurred to him it might be... If the Quintessa breakup didn't trigger that, I'm really curious as to why he's putting one of that now. Because if he's going to be involved in a relationship with Michaela, it would be helpful if he had any understanding of what was going on whatsoever. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, yes, that makes sense. 
It's occurring it's like to me, a... It's like me and Bryn having put points in sense mode because of my stupid politics. Uh, it's it's basically occurring to him that he's totally missed the Michaela thing. Ah, uh, yeah. Despite Kale and... Uh, in a, it, it, it levels of hints from Kale on levels of subtlety of, you know Michaela's into you, right? Michaela's totally into you. They were more subtle than that. <laughs> anyway, that brings his sense motive up to a mighty two. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. Yeah. Uh, it also means... I'd just like to point out that Kalen has nine and is renowned for his lack of perceptivity about people. It also means <laughs> in this campaign you now have every single PC has ranks and sense motive. Yeah, it's the politics game. And only one of them started with that. Yeah. Uh, so, dearly, dearly, be. Uh, he's taking intelligence and charisma. Yep. Neither of which do anything for him. Yeah, he's in the same basket as me. Yep. Uh. Everyone gets all excited by 12th level. Uh, Michaela is taking her 12th level of Initiate of the Mysteries. Yep. Uh, which brings her an extra wisdom, which is exciting for yep. her. And means she can cast high level cleric spells. Not that she'll get there. Yep. Uh, and a constitution, finally bringing up to her up to a positive constitution modifier. Yep. Uh, so she's gaining 22 hit points retroactively this, this level. Good for her. That's, that will certainly make a difference. Uh, more sneak attack. Uh, she gets one of those bonus plus two plus two feats from being an initiate. Ah, uh, yep. Uh, and she is taking the scholar one that gives her bonuses on knowledge skills. Oh, nice. Uh, which she is putting. Oh, th- th- that's a good fit. So because she's because trust her, yeah. Which she is putting into religion and nature. Ah, uh, cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, Blah, 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 nothing else to say. Yeah, because she's our, our, as it befits how high priestess, she's our religious expert, because Tristram sucks at that one. Hey, piss off with your suck. Uh, what Tristan sucks at makes him much better at than you. Okay, yes, admittedly, Kaylin doesn't even have knowledge religion written on the yeah, sheet. Yeah, yeah, okay, come, come back. Tristan's got ten, plus ten to knowledge religion. My apologies, Corwin sucks at that. I mean, Tristan's only got a couple of ranks in it. I know, I know, but I have to say, I think of all characters ever, Corwin has the worst knowledge religion. <laughs> That's not true. He didn't even know all that much about Thrasma, and he knew absolutely nothing about any other... Bryn's is worse. Bryn has no ranks in it. Yes, but Bryn is not a cleric. It's not even a class, class that, thing. That also time. means now three out of your four PCs have knowledge religion. Yeah. Kaelin does not. Because Svetlana does as well. But Kaelin also, not a cleric. Um, so, really giving me, uh, that is her. Uh, Bryn is getting more wisdom, more dexterity. Oh, which cool. will up her AC and up her AC. Lovely, which is badly needed given, uh, uh Titania's stupid penalties. Uh, her unarmed strikes now deal 3d8 damage naturally. And are considered to be adamantine for the purposes of punching, kicking, and chewing through walls and DR. Yeah. So what you can do with your adamantine greatsword, she can do, she with, can do with her face. Yep. Yeah. Uh, skill ranks as usual. Uh, Svetlana is on her eighth level of Eldritch Knight. Sweet. Uh, which gives her nothing particularly amazing. Um, she is taking a point in charisma, which is useful to her, and a point in intelligence, which just brings her to an odd intelligence. Yeah. Um, but of the things that she's been getting better at, I think she's more intelligence yes, than that, them. Yes, that makes sense. it was going to be one of those two. Yeah, Helen's managed to go through the entire campaign as a 12 character as it befits his um, 
generally half-orc dim-wittedness. Making you, I believe, the dumbest party member. Yeah, that was my goal. Svetlana's on 13, Bryn 14, Tristan 22, of course, and Michaela 14. Yeah, but I think um, I think that's very consistent with how you yeah, play. Yeah, I can't argue with it. Uh, so Svetlana has looked long and hard with her spells. Um, Realistically, it should probably be lower than 12, but I just couldn't bear to um, not have one bonus at a skill point. It's decided it's time for a new evocation spell or so. She looked at several 5th level ones, but um, ultimately took Break Enchantment for her 5th level, because I think it's the most Svetlana-y one. Yeah, it's certainly a fantastic spell, very useful right now. Uh, and for 6th level, she had Greater Dispel Magic as her one spell. Now yep. she had Chain Lightning to it. Excellent. So, as, as she hasn't taken an evocation spell in several levels, she's just getting by on maximized empowered fireballs. Yeah, to be honest, our experience has been that it's amazing how many problems that can solve. That's true. <laughs> Every time I have a problem, I just have a maximized fireball at it, and I have a completely different problem. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm very taken by her. Yeah, honestly, I think that's a pretty good template for how to build a um, Sorcerer Eldritch Knight, which is convenient seeing that's going to be your new character. No, I'll, I'll let you do different things. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have charisma. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in any case, that's the levels. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but you're totally going to wind up carrying around a rod of maximization. Oh, fucks yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you can afford one and find one. Okay, yes, so that's the levels. Kalen um, will probably get himself out with some... More spend his money on more gear before he goes out on his final mission, but mm-hmm. we're not quite there yet. So, for the moment, the council is in session. You know, um, we've managed to get this is the <laughs> first council meeting in quite some time where we have all our councillors. We also have Triss, um, Eldis, and Cressel as um, bonus councillors. Oh yeah, Tristram was doing a speech on um, what we know about. Um, Titania, but then he became um, unfortunately incoherent. Yes. And Triss took over and was going to give us a bit of a briefing on Titania. Yes. And that's where we left it. So, uh, you have nearly your full council. Lillian is still in Oh, Port yeah, yeah. Lillian didn't want to leave Port Draylor because of that. Because it, was, it, it only very, very recently solved the. Um, being attacked by a giant sea monster problem. Yeah, she actually physically hasn't had sufficient time yeah. to leave there and come back to here. Yeah, because that was one of the longest fights. Um, we were probably going to send them some help in their ongoing, you know, sea monster fight, but, you know, then we all just decided we'd have one night of rest first, and when we woke up we were really tired and they'd killed the sea monster. It's <laughs> fair. Just enough to give William something to pitch about. Mm. She had the Mavonese army. They're great. Led by Celia Ravenbrow. Thank you. You can't get better help than that. Alright. So, Triss looks uh, slightly... Intimidated? Slightly intimidated by um, what is happening to Tristan. Yeah. Um but seems reasonably confident in presenting to a group of people. Yeah. Like, it's, it's one of those, I'm the king, everybody listen to me at the council meeting. Yeah. And indeed, actually, he seems almost a little too studied at it. Yeah. Because when he stands up, he sweeps his arms and he dominates the room. Yeah. And stands at the head of the table, moves instinctively yeah. to the head of the table. 
and starts gesticulating. Yeah, Caelan's not deeply threatened <laughs> at this at this stage in his kinghood. Caelan's not deeply threatened. No, it's mostly just that he's been trained as the king. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arguably more than Caelan, who was never per, per se trained to be the king. So Triss puts his hands on the table. It's time we talk about what's happening with Titania. I've come from the first world. I'm probably closer to this than any of you. I've, come. I've probably come from the first world. I'm probably closer to this than any of you. What you've seen thus far are blooms. The first world reaching through its most powerful inhabitants into this world. You've you understand what's going on here, don't you? That if she can, she will take Stagthorn and save save it from her point of view, imprison it from another point of view in a bottle, keep you at peace, keep you safe. And he... This here he gets awkward because... He's, the, edit, he's got to edit his every word choice because this is the speech he's made a hundred times and all the things he's going to say about it are the wrong things. Yeah, well, the bit he's prepared for here is to stand up and say, I am here as your new king to bring you to an era of peace and prosperity. Yeah. <laughs> you know. He says, as your expert on the first world... Tristan gives him a slightly sideways look, who is currently able to speak. <laughs> the creatures of the first world come through. I'm not a great scholar of it, but I understand the basic conception. It may interest you to know that this isn't altogether a plan that Titania put together of her own bat. The wriggling man has been extensively involved. Oh, yeah, that interests me greatly. I never trusted him, but um, I didn't realise he was quite so ambitious as all that. I'm just going to flick back and forth between terrible things because what Triss is going to talk to you about are yeah, yeah, things that on. I know about her, that are on Titania's <laughs> side. Um, he brought forth the theory, made it possible. As I understand it, he's been around for as long as I have, and several generations beforehand. Not too long from a mortal time point of view, but at least a few hundred years. He came to Titania from the outside. Uh, my understanding, although he's not one to talk about his past, is that he's one of the, one of the long-past kings of the River Kingdoms, or a failed kingdom, several generations ago. Hmm. He's a mage of, a wizard of considerable power. But the problem with becoming a king, I understand that his kingdom was at least moderately successful until he started getting older and it became clear it was all going to pass. Nowhere? You've met him. I, I can see the problem, even for a thrower. He wasn't always like that. He changed himself over time. Rather like King Aravetti, but to something far more natural than an abomination. I've been 
I guess it's a matter of perspective. I can't say I've ever felt any desire to change myself, but if I was going to, I'd rather be something like Erevisi, but... He's... I believe the technical term is a worm person. It's a worm that walks, says Tristan. (laughs) And Caleb will just quietly touch the thing into his lip. He is what you've probably guessed, a mass of worms in the shape of a human. So he started off as a human and then he did that to himself? As human as... Pause, edit, human can be. <laughs> like, you and me is not really the right terminology. Yeah, and, and me and not you. And, the, and as the next man, the guy sitting next to him is Tristan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, the um, humans kind of predominate in my council, but they're certainly not um, all. They're certainly not an all-human group. But that is a matter of keeping himself alive. As is Nerissa's favour in the first world, time there, as you know, passes very differently. I aged, although not as fast as others, he says, looking slightly at Tristan, because he's younger, by appearance. Um, Yet the wriggling man has remained alive and ageless. I don't know if it's the worms to Tanya's favour or both, but he resides in the first world now. He was the arcanist who originally came up with the theory behind how taking the stolen lands back, taking them, stealing them back could be done. The bottle. It's a matter of bringing enough power from the first world into this world. He waves his hand slightly. I don't understand all the theory. I, I doubt anyone but he and maybe Titania, maybe Titania herself do. But that is the price that he pays her for his status in the first world. What she receives in turn is his arcane knowledge. I haven't had much to do with the man. He's twisted. To become something like that. I suppose, and he looks very awkwardly at elders here, that he's the closest thing I've had to a father figure in the first world, but we didn't agree on a lot. He didn't understand why I was to be the king and not he, but that was the way Titania's favour lay. In any case, while the Wriggling Man has all the knowledge to bring the first world into this one, to bottle up Stagthorn, he does not have the power to do so. It is simply beyond him. He is not of the first world. He can no more create a bloom than... Excuse me. (coughs) He is unnatural there. He can no more create a bloom than you could by crossing over. He won't be coming here to take Stagthorn. He'll wait and he won't get out of the way. If Titania falls, he falls. Everything he has gained from the First World, those hundreds of years, may all catch up with him in a moment if her favour is withdrawn. He'll fight to the death. He has no other choice. Well, 
I'm sorry for that for your sake, for I know he's been an acquaintance to you, and Caleb yep. literally doesn't use a stronger word, an acquaintance of long standing. But I can't say I'll um, shed any more tears on his account than he would on, uh, uh, on me as the tables were turned. As to what he can do, anything a, swarm, anything a swarm of worms can, as well as anything a powerful wizard can, stop time, among other things. Well, that's a very powerful wizard. I can't say... Um, that heartens me over much. I, I've not much uh, love for fighting wizards. I'm not much. A, a, it's not really where my skill set lies. But we'll do it if we have to do it. Ageless, but as far as I know, not immortal. He, if he, if he couldn't be slain, I doubt he'd be worried so much about it all ending. Aye. You've seen and disposed of the Nightmare Rook. And Kaelin smiles. Beyond that, Marissa has... Titania has spirits. Apologies, she's been Marissa for so long. I haven't caught up with all the changes yet. There are spirits that serve her in the house at the end of time. Ghosts. Of what? I do not know. Fake creatures of some kind. Silent. Loyal. They take care of the duties. As to the others, the Nurly Witch is someone relatively new in her favour. A withered old crone. A spellcaster of some kind. She has had no time for me whatsoever, and I have minimised my every interaction with her. Dislikes men, does she? I certainly get that impression, he says, with no baggage attached to it. With the benefit of hindsight, it was a mistake to entrust Goody Niska's body to Titania for safekeeping. Caleb will say this, and, you know, there may well be a bit of a ripple yeah, surprise. muttering around the table. But she'd already be back if I hadn't. By now, if I hadn't, the church would have raised her again. And Triss looks at this like he's missing a piece of the story. He sort of thinks about it. Ah, you, your old enemy. I don't know that that's her, but I've been expecting that to come to bite me ever since Titania and I parted ways. Yeah, he describes a woman whose face is heavily lined like she spent her entire life scowling. It does indeed sound, um... It sounds similar to Niska, but the physical description he gives is often several regards. Like, he talks about somebody who, um... She keeps to her own company in the meadow. Um, you know, doesn't want a bar of Triss, seems to hate him, seems to hate him because he's a guy, but doesn't necessarily match the physical description of Niska, but matches all the mannerisms. It's somebody who sits around and glares all day. Yeah. But as far as Triss is concerned, she actually doesn't do anything for um, Titania. Yeah. Uh, No, Caelan will glance over at Sweet Lana. I'm sorry, lass. It's all right. What we have done once, we can do again. 
Misbegotten Troll, you've seen him in passing, says Svetlana. Large, strong general of hers. A fey creature, fey blooded enough to bring a bloom through. But if he's been chased off, he'll be there waiting for us too. And then Castard, him, you've encountered as well, because these reports have gone yeah. around. Um, soot scale nods. Frost giant, altered by the energies of the first world in some way, four arms, strong, tough. I don't see him being much of an obstacle for you, though. Nay, giants and trolls, even ones with unusual abilities I've fought before. Beyond that. And, uh... Trolls are rather vulnerable to fire, and he smiles at Swiftler. Beyond that, there is Titania herself. Aye. If she can be slain, it looks awkward and shrugs slightly. I'm sorry. It won't be me doing it. She's the closest thing to a mother I've ever had. Nay. She's, uh... She's been a good friend and ally of mine for uh, more than more than three years now. She's not... It's not the same for me as it is for you, but I care about her too. Even after all this, as I slip around at the table. She's we'll been... see We'll see if there's, an, if, if there's another way we can find, we'll find it. But... We can't let this go on. We just barely came through this round. We we won't survive another. We won't survive too many more of these. She's beautiful, intelligent, dedicated to a cause. She believes with every fibre of her being that she's doing the right thing for Stagthor. As to how to stop her, he shrugs slightly. She has magic. Lots of magic. Everything you could think of, really. Power over the land. Power over the sky. Power over others. I'm... We can drive the blooms back. We can keep her at bay. I'm not sure we can stop her. <laughs> but if anything can, and he looks at Kalen's various sword belts, it's the blades that I came for. The keys of the sacrifice. Part of her is in them. It's her power. Yes, well, he looks sad at that. And um, he actually doesn't possess significantly more information on Titania than you do. Yeah. Um, in terms of what her actual capacities are, except that she's some sort of super mage. Yeah. You know, she has, uh, not completely lunatic, she cannot just reshape reality at her whim, but she has power over, um, uh, all manner of magic that mm. he's aware of. But Triss is not much of an archivist, as yeah. said. With Castard's bloom repelled and the Nightmare Rook's repelled, the Nightmare Rook, the nightmare rook taken down, 
the mystical control driven back. I don't think Titania can bring much more against us. There are very few creatures left in the First World and in the Fable in particular, those under her command that are powerful enough to deploy that could bring a bloom through. You understand most creatures can't do it. Per Lavish here, there are fairy dragons of his kind in the First World. Mm. Per Lavish. But she could send them here. She could send them here from the castle. But there isn't anything much they could do when they got here. There's only so much power that can be infused into you. You need strength, a connection to the First World. If she's out and the blooms have truly stopped, then it's a matter of going to her. And Tristan at this point will stand out having to put his facilities back together. It should be it should be relatively simple. Um, And at this point, um, Kaelin is going to um, ask him to cast a spell of false vision. Yep. Because I don't want to outline exactly what our plan is for going to the Fable unless we have that up. Yep. So I will note that on the um, party fund. It should be relatively simple. You see, we need to get into the first world. But into the fable specifically. The first world itself is large enough that it's like saying we need to visit Boresia and trying to end up in Elk's Rest. Once we get in there, it'll be a matter of following our way through the fable, finding the house at the end of time. We need to find the doorway first, the way to get in, and we need to take enough parts of the first world with us that we will be like it. Titania can repel us, of course. Her will dominates the fable. She decides what is allowed there, what is not. If we are not, we simply can't pass through, unless we carry enough tokens, enough trophies of the first world with us. And the people will start getting out their various bits and bobs. Yeah. And we have a Darkwood Helm, the Lockwood there. Yep. Um, Rainbow OY Bird Eggshell, an Hourglass of Burnt Sand, an Unmelting Ice Shard, a Waterlogged Spawned Feather, and a Black Rook Feather. And Triss nods at the helm. This is because I am not a native of the First World, I couldn't bring, I couldn't bring a bloom forth any more than you could. Titania imbued me with that power directly. That is her token of her favour. And he looks at it with a vague longing and just the slightest sort of flickers of regret in his mm. eyes, like, I wish my life had gone down different roads, but yeah. here we all are. Um, Tristan says, so, where did you come through? And Trist looks at him like this is fairly elementary. It's the same place we always come through, the Castle of Knives. The Forest of Thousand Voices. Deep within it. You will find the Castle of Knives. I understand it's sometimes not there. It's always been there for me. Every time I ca- every time I leave, every time I return. Because she wants it to be. I suppose that makes a certain amount of sense. I, I'm starting to be a king, not a magician. <laughs> you know, you can do both. <laughs> In any case... With hopefully with these art Tristram, do you think with these artifacts we could bring the castle to us? 
Uh, quite certainly. I, I would say that when we get to the right physical point in the woods, you know from your experience that the first world is a reflection of ours. The Castle of Knives and the Fable are one and the same, just in different places at different times. It'll be a matter of invoking it directly against Titania's will. I'm not sure how many of us will be able to get in there. It certainly won't be armies. One, certainly. Two, perhaps. It will depend on how many trophies are needed for each person to cover them. But it is simply a matter of applying the correct phrases to invoke it. Hmm. You won't find it that easy. There's then the matter of finding your way through the fable to Titania. It doesn't follow... You can't follow it like a road. This is the first world. I think I know a thing or two about the first world, says Tristan. And we do have the map, and Caelan will play starting this pic... And we do have a map, and Caelan will play starting this picnic on the table. And Tris will look at it as something that he is totally unfamiliar yeah. with. So from... Because this is a bit meta, they... People talk at each other. Yeah. And Tris, from his point of view, basically just walks out of the forest in the Castle of Knives, walks back in, and then is directly taken to wherever it is that he wanted to go to. Because yeah. Tuatania's will simply alters reality to such a degree... Yeah. ...that that's how it works. You, of course, are in direct opposition to her, so you're going to have to do it the hard way. Yeah. Um, but getting in is simply a matter of showing up in the right physical place with sufficient trophies um, and invoking the um, the spells that are interwoven into Zodica's picnic, uh, which is just a simple matter of will and uh, the... Um, the activation phrase, effectively, which I have here, which I can give you now or at a later time. Later time, is fine. Cool beans. But that's... Basically, at, at mm. this point, you have sufficient resource to take the fight to Titania. Um, if her blooms are expended, then her power will return in time, but not for months yet. Like I say, she's deployed almost every creature I can think of in the first world that would have the power to bring a bloom through. Almost? Yeah, and Michaela says the same thing at exactly the same time. Almost? I'm almost certain that Titania would not unleash the Jabberwocky. She couldn't possibly want this enough. Caelan, I... Say she did. Triss turns slowly white. Mm-hmm. <coughs> like I say, I'm I'm almost certain that she wouldn't. Jabberwocky is... No, it's it's not even worth worrying about. And he sits down again. And Tristan says, "Ah, Well, actually, I think we probably should speak about this. I, uh... I have some intelligence, and Caelan will tap his forehead... In a manner which is largely, uh, 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 which is largely meaningless to most, but not all of the people at the table. Yeah, Triss has no particular idea what you're talking about, but draws no problems with this whatsoever. Yeah. Like magical forces of the universe tell me this. Triss is just like, yeah, that's perfectly normal. This is how cer- people get information. C- certainly, for people like a core of silver fire, that will yeah. be immediately, immediately meaningful. That suggests that we will see a Jabberwocky attack 
you can never say for certain with the future, but it's a prospect that um, concerns my mind most strongly, given that our army's already tired and beaten down. Let's see what Tristan knows about the Jabberwocky. Yep. So that would be a, a 34 nope. on his knowledge, uh, which will give you... This thing has lots of abilities, unsurprisingly. Yep. Um, so it does not bring you to everything. So... Tristan starts talking broadly about the Jabberwocky, and I'll give you the sort of background first, and then the specifics. Yeah. I'll get you to decide on what he knows. Yeah. Um, Tristan Ah. The, the Jabberwocky. I say the Jabberwocky and not a Jabberwocky, because, of course, there's only the one. It's supposed to be an experiment of a sort. Something that the first ones built over on Mad Titania, and I shouldn't be terribly surprised if Puck had a little hand in this as well, when they were turning their will against the Outer Dark, looking for other methods to fight it. They they built it from the Wabe. Uh, uh, he struggles for the word until they... It's a sylvan word, it, it, Indicates a hill after a rain, after a hill heavily soaked with rain, but that doesn't really cover it. It's mud. The first world that it's most primal, the source of life, what everything springs from. They put it up against the edge of the outer dark, and they drew the energies of the first world through it. The Jabberwocky is a creature partly of the outer darkness, bound to service of the first world. My understanding is it should serve anyone sufficiently high up in the Fae if it is compelled, which means it will do whatever Nerissa tells it to do. Uh, if we could count on Oberon or Mab or Puck to come to our aid, perhaps they could countermand it, but I they, don't think they'll take so direct a hand. Their time is done. They've given us the help that they can. We've seen the Dragon's Lair at Varnhold indicating the Jabberwocky had been there. We've seen the top of Mount Athiliac. And Chris says, yes, on occasion it's been sent out to hunt, just to keep it alive, you understand, something fierce enough and strong enough to feed it. Ah, so it, it eats dragons then. Triss struck slightly, among other things, I'm sure. Oh, that's what happened to that silver dragon. Yep. And Caleb says and looks sad. Yep, the Jabberwocky monster did. Yep. It's a dragon in itself. Maybe even the first dragon from a certain point of view. It's no fey, that's for certain. Although it's so infused with the energies of the first world that if it did come through, it would bring a bloom with it, almost by its sheer presence. Uh, the Jabberwocky is dangerous. Legends make it something hideous, the sort of thing that armies fight and fail. And then he starts talking more specifically. Yep. And uh, so what do you want to know? Uh, 
it has a bunch of uh, defensive sort of immunities and resistances and that sort of thing. Um, it has... the usual sort of how strong is it, how tough is it, can it fly, can it um, blah, doesn't eat people, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so resistances, basic capacities. Uh, the special abilities about its burbling, it produces strange and unique sounds. Uh, the special abilities about what its eyes can do. Um, and that is Yeah, yeah, so I think basics, defenses, uh burbling, eye rays, other specials. Okay, so that's five. How many of them can I have from Tristram's roll? Four. Okay, um... Unless you want to spend hero points and up his roll, at which point you can have them all. No, I don't think so. Go. So, um... Uh, I'll skip the burbling and have all the others. Uh, the Jabberwocky is rumoured to be a city destroyer. It's a huge dragon, phenomenally strong. Like any given dragon, it will have a bite, fierce claws, wings, a tail. It will be able to put out a huge amount of damage against anyone who stands toe-to-toe with it. If it can penetrate your armor, it'll rip you apart. There's not much... There's many things won't work to hurt it. It's a creature of fire itself. It can both produce it and is completely immune to it. Fire will simply roll off it without harming it. Acid, electricity, sonic damage will do something, but not a lot. Resistant to all of them. Expect it to be big, strong. I understand it's a very poor flyer. You're talking about something... My understanding is it looks like a melted dragon. And Triss... Like... A skinny creature, snake-like, long, lengthy, and curled in on itself. Its eyes bulge out of its head behind eyelids like claws. Long, long fangs and a sound. That sound. Yes, like all dragons, its mere presence will inspire fear. If it makes its way into the city, people will flee and flee screaming. We'll have chaos here. Its eyes, its very look is said to burn. If it can fix you in its gaze, fire will consume you and keep burning on you. So it has uh, deadly burning eye rays. Okay. Um, which set you on fire. If you fail reflex saves, then you continue to burn. Yikes. Um, it has big haunting claws that uh, just deal you ye generic large amounts of damage. Yeah. Um, it can fly, but does so very poorly. It is not a particularly mobile beast. Um, it is horribly ungainly. Um, however, 
it has it's supposed to have very small wings, yet they whiffle. They create a tremendous amount of force around it, a small windstorm. Uh, you actively have to make strength checks to walk up to it, which yeah. is probably not a huge concern for you. Yeah. Um, but this thing I'm fighting on the army level, aren't I? Not on a PC level? Uh, no, in fact. Oh, okay, Kentucky. <laughs> no, this is this is a PC level encounter. Okay. Otherwise I would be describing its abilities differently. Yep, yep, okay. Um... Uh, the bad news is uh, think of it as the thing that the Hodag spawned from it can't be slain at the end but it can certainly be killed Uh, destroying its corporeal shell will return its essence to the first world it'll be back again but uh, not for a good while not until it can regather itself entirely depending on how time flows in the first world that could be years it could be generations. Well, I'll take it. And with no one to... If Titania is gone, with no one to direct it, it is unlikely to return. So you cannot kill the Jabberwocky because it is a mythical creature. Yeah. Uh, you can, however, defeat it, which is more than adequate from your point of view. Yeah. Um... There's only a single story of anyone ever managing to actually kill it, and they cut its head off with one lucky blow. Snippy snack. Well, I do have the sword. I, I do have a sword for that kind of thing. Yes, although not one designed for that. The good news is that it should be killable. If it's been done before, it can be done again. So this thing actually does not have amazing defenses. Yeah. Um, what it has is amazing offense. Yeah. Um, so it's immune to fire. Yeah. Uh, it is weak against vorpal weaponry. Yeah. Which I believe you do not have. I do not have a vorpal weapon. Um, because it is afraid of vorpal weapons, because its head has been cut off until before. Yeah. The only other time in history it has been slain. Yeah. In Tristan's long-forgotten myths and stories. Yeah. Um, Other than that, that's a weakness rather than DR and that sort of thing. It's got several magical resistances. Yeah. Um, It actively doesn't have spell resistance. And um, it actively doesn't have DR and that sort of thing. Yeah. And it is not a fae, it is a dragon. Right, yep. Not a chaotic outsider. No, it is, okay. it is a dragon. Yep. It is a first world mutated dragon, but in terms of its actual creature's type, it's it dragon. is purely a dragon. Yep. So yes, um, the three blades were not remotely built to fight the Jabberwocky. Yeah, that that is not their purpose. Yep. They will all work against it, yep. but no better than any other magic sword that does that kind of thing. Yep. Whereas the suspicion, and you don't know this for a fact, but it seems logical, is that Titania flat out just cannot be killed yeah. without the specific god-killing blades. Yeah. Yes, that because would Because she, she probably has regeneration slash mythic. Yeah, yeah, well I figured that um, not unlike the Jabberwocky, you can probably kill a physical Titania body, yeah. and that will absolutely inconvenience Titania. You know, like, that would definitely cause her to stop attacking. If you could somehow do it, that would potentially cause her to stop attacking her for, you know, a day or so. 
But yeah, with that, but, but it won't do the trick. So yeah, that's what it'll do. It'll set you on fire good, rip you to bits. Yep. And whiffle with its wings. Yep. Then it has some sort of burble-based sonic ability, but that's the one that you don't know. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that is the info dump there. Yeah. What, if anything, are your thoughts on that? Uh, that seems like useful information. Yeah. Um, I'm having a look at who... So, um... Assuming this thing comes out, I'm going to need to go out and try and kill it with someone. Uh, as it's immune to fire, I, I, I'm not seeing and um, I, I'm not seeing taking you last. And he looks at Svetlana. That makes a certain amount of sense. I, I know can... you can do a number of any number of things, but it is one of your strongest abilities. I can bring lightning against it, but uh, that will be. It will absorb a certain amount of it, but not all of it. And Kael, when it comes to going to the Fable, and Kael will look at Tristram, as we can only bring a couple of us, I was thinking of going in with you. You and I have never fought one of these big nasties together, but I'm going to need you to get me there, I think. Even with the map, I'm not the um, greatest map reader, and I really don't know what I'm doing in the first world. That makes a certain amount of sense. And my hope is if there is another way to find Wuxitania, you can help me find it. I know you don't want to be fighting her any more than Triss does. But I think I could use you in that regard. You and I know her best out of that group. He looks kind of torn and and nods eventually at this. But if you don't want to come with me, I can go with one of the others. No, if... If there's be any hope at all, then I have to I have to help. So that being the case, um, Callum will look to Brynn and Michaela. I'd be inclined to take one of the two of you with me to fight this thing. Doesn't sound like it's going to be a pleasant experience. But. So it's basically, you're going to inevitably run into it at some point because it's going to come to you where you're going to go to it. But, yeah. um, based on what you've seen, it's going to come to you in your yeah. visions. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so basically I want to fight it with Bring and Michaela because I want to take Tristram for the final battle. Yep. Um, I'm not quite sure which one of those two I want to take. Um, it seems like the sort of thing that Bryn would enjoy doing because it's a mythic hunt. Yep. So I'm vaguely tempted to take Bryn along. I mean, the um, Michaela's got really hofty AC, which will certainly be helpful against its multi-attacks, yep. but Bryn's got really great saves, which yep. will be handy against its, you know, hofty amounts of fire damage. And touch AC, which is handy against the eye rays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm probably inclined to take Bryn with me for that one. Yep. So, basically, that's my initial plan, and I want to um, purchase a few things while I've got the chance if I can... Like, some really high-end potions of fire resistance? Yep. <laughs> On the basis that there's, or at least as high as we can get. Well, that's kind of what you're having your meeting for. Yeah. So you sit down, you talk about this at length. Yeah. Um, yeah, so i say, I think this would be a good idea, and this at Leon takes notes and yeah. says, okay, I'll procure one of these and one of these. Yeah, so basically, um, I'm looking for um, some, given that it's brand potions of, Fire resistance, given that it's a 
sets people on fire with its eye rays sort of thing. Yeah. And um, quite possibly given we're fighting a mythic monster like Kaelin's got a plus five potion of bark skin. Yeah. He might be looking at buying something like that for Brynn as well. Yep. Um, or that... Um, I know there's one that gives you DR, the um, diamond skin or something like that. Stone skin. Stone skin, gives yeah. Gives you DR adamantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, potentially... Which this, this thing is not. Yeah, potentially all three of those. Yep. Well, the floor is yours for that kind of thing. Yep. Alright, so do we want to... Where are we at um, time-wise? Do we want to do that um, treasure preparation now? Yeah, perfectly happy to. Okay. Probably irrelevant to your planning. Yep. Um, but this is one you'd also find out because it falls under the weird one. Um, because the Jabberwocky is made of the outer dark and the primal mud of Galarian. Uh, it is considered to always be on its home plane no matter what plane it is in. You cannot banish it or anything of the sort. Ah, nice. Even though it's an extra planar creature. Cool. So that's his um, specific Jabberwocky preparation. Yep. At which point he's got um, 60,000 gold pieces burning a hole in his pants. Yep. So he can have a look at um, what to do with that as well now. Or... Um, you are not at this point going to get a chance to spend it. Cool. So I do get the opportunity to buy those things? Yeah. Cool. That's fine. So... Yes. So we do some preliminary Jabberwocky preparations and um, buy a few potions and things. Yeah. So as you discuss this... Um, Leon will literally leave the meeting to go off and start organising this because Taylor yep. is starting to get real antsy about this. Yep. Um, she says, everything you've seen... Sorry. Let me interrupt you if you're doing that. Give me one sec to finish up buying those things. So, Michaela, everything you've seen from Oberon's visions comes true in some fashion or another. If you've seen the Jabberwocky coming here, then I've no doubt it's coming. And if it is the last play that Titania has to make, then she will make it. If it were us, would we do any less? If she really believes that she's doing the right thing, unfortunately that makes her very dangerous. At that point, you hear a voice um, that at first you think is just in your head until you see other people in the room looking around, responding to it. Familiar voice, Titania, speaking to you. 
always three times. Kaylin, 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 Kaylin. Kaylin looks slightly worried. So you have some idea what this is. She is calling to speak to you. Uh, if you give her um, permission, then she could physically come here. Like Your will simply counteracts this yeah. if you do not wish it. You can cut her off, including her voice. It's effectively the equivalent of a telephone call. You can simply hang up. So, Kaelin is going to, um, you know, right now, Sacrifice and the, um, the, um, book are going to, uh, Yeah, the, well, sitting the, on the, the table, table, everyone looks at them, shink away that Yeah, so Kaelin ties it up. It's, uh, I'm minded to speak with, to, uh, to all of you here. You all have stake in this battle. Triss, you're welcome to go if you wish. He wavers slightly, but then sits down. Alright, you've all bled for this. Let's hear what she has to say. And Caelan will consent to Tanya coming here. You do not see her, nor does she enter through a door in any way. You merely hear her voice projected out from vaguely the middle of the table. It's very much the speakerphone effect. And there is sadness in her voice. Hail, Caelan, King of Stagthorn. Hail, Lady Tanya. And Caelan sounds sad too. I hear your grief and your pain in your voice. For you have lost something you care about at this time. As I have lost my generals, my allies, my fae, my children. This war benefits none of us. Can I not make you understand? The people of Littleton understood. They did not oppose peace. And now they are content. Safe. Happy. This is all I desire to bring to you. I do not desire this death, this... War. She says the word like it is very difficult and foreign to her. Yet you have beaten my generals, broken them, corrupted them. Triss went to get weapons, swords of power from you. And yet you turned him against me, you turned him from peace to war, from king to servant. And Triss shrinks down in his chair slightly. I ask you again, Caleb Peacebringer, will you not be the champion that I have sought? Will you not yield this conflict and bring peace to all our lands forever? I do not, de- I have never desired the conflict between us, lady. It is not too late. Can you not move from this path? Can you not see the harm that you are doing, that you are bringing to these lands by bringing war against us? I do not desire to fight you. I've never desired to fight you. 
but it is not your right to choose for everyone in these lands what the, what course their life will take. Tris still loves you. Tristram still loves you. I still love you. We don't want to fight you. Will you not step aside? Can I not choose another path? You say it like it is so simple. And Tristan stands up at this point. This is my lady. He doesn't understand. She can no more choose this than you could choose to stop breathing. And you hear the voice again. Tristan is right. I cannot choose other than what I am. Peace is what I am, and peace is what I offer. And Tristan, at this point, his eyes become wet. Peace is what they left you with. What they took after your sacrifice. You know this, then. I. The traitors... Oberon, Mab, Puck, they took from me what was mine because I would not comply with their rules. I would not do it their way. I would not step aside and let humanity suffer. I saw what they did to you and it was terrible. I cannot justify it. Yet if they had not done it, lady, none of us sitting here at this table would exist. Galarian would long ago have passed into time... The part of Galarian that you control would long ago have passed into timelessness. And none of the people sitting here would have ever had the chance to exist. I cannot justify what they did... But I cannot regret the chance that enables all of us to live. There is a notable blink in the conversation at this. She just, she has no comeback for it. (laughs) And... But... I am sorry for what they did to you. That they hurt you so badly and that they did not have the courage to finish matters there, rather than leaving you to suffer. I am sorry if you cannot move from this path, but I cannot lead my people into a road where none of them will any longer have the right to choose. I may have more capacity to choose than you do, but I cannot take my people down this road. And hard as this is for you, I am not sure that it is true that you don't have any power to choose differently. And there is a long pause for that. And again, she speaks plaintively. I do not understand all of which you speak. 
I know these swords that Triss spoke to me of. She's struggling here, like she's struggling mm. to even remember the conversation. Mm. They're a part of the tripartic plot over on Mab Puck. Did they intend me to suffer, Tristan? No, of course they didn't. Perhaps they couldn't slay you. Perhaps a god like you cannot, a goddess like you cannot die. Perhaps they wanted to preserve some part of you. Perhaps they simply couldn't bring themselves to kill somebody they cared about. You know, and Tris at this winces and says in a quiet voice, someone they thought of. As family. As family. (laughs) I am certain suffering was not their intent. Can we not make you understand? And there's a long pause again. I can accept suffering was not their intent. Suffering is not my intent. And yet, says Van, the old Beldame... Dozens of my men are dead. They will not be coming back any more than your generals. We all have suffered losses in this war, as people inevitably do when there... as all people do when there is war. Yet, war and peace are choices that we must have decisions that we must be able to make. No. I cannot allow you to choose one war after another. I did not believe you to be a conqueror. I did not believe after Pytax you would turn your attentions to Mivoy, to Nistra, to Teldar, to the other kingdoms, one after another. But if I do not stop this, then I cannot stop you. If not you, your children, or their children, or your children's children's children, war will come again. Yes, war is a part of our world. This is our world. You and the others gave your lives so that we might exist. You stepped aside. And we live now. And however long we live for, it is our right to choose. And it is not your right to choose for us. That is not your place. These are not anymore your lands. They were mine first, and they shall be mine hereafter. If there must be war, then let this be the last battle of the last war I will deploy the ending I regret the suffering but this will be over soon this can still be prevented though who hears me here I know you are there Tristan I know you are there Tristan if Caelan cannot see the wisdom and peace, then surely you can. Will anyone stand with me? 
and there is an awkward pause around the table as all your various counsellors and allies end up sort of looking at each other. And Michaela stands up. She says, I will stand where I have always stood. With Caelan. Tristan stands up as well. He says, this... This is not what I want at all. But the world is not what we want. We have to make the best of what is. Lady Titania, I know you have no choice. I understand that better than anyone here. But this cannot continue. And... Triss sits and then finally pulls himself up and he says, I have spent my entire life pursuing a family I was taken from in service from a goal in service of a goal that was meant to be mine. I'm only now beginning to accept that I may have wasted every part of it. I do not even want to know how much of a hand you had in that directly Lady Titania versus how much was misinterpreted by your minions and your snatches and your changelings. But if I can be wrong, and you have taught me everything I know, then you can be wrong too. Aldous stands up and says, I have never faced a foe remotely of your caliber. I do not understand all that is happening here, but I trust my son. So do I, says Crystal. I trust the Alpha, as I always have. Aye, indeed. That's the case. We stand behind the king, goes up the rally of voices from around the table, as people unanimously speak against this. You have heard the voice of my people, Lady Titania. Hear me now. Whether you can choose or not, we have chosen... And whether we live or die, it is not your right to force us to choose differently. Not your place to come again and try and take these lands which you have relinquished claim to. For they are ours. This is a mortal fight, and it is not your place to come against us. This should not be your war. What you are doing is wrong. And it ever and always shall be that it doesn't matter what your intentions are. Anyone judging your actions need look only at the consequences of them. You have brought this fight to us, and it is your responsibility. I will do then what I must, Caelan Peacebringer, to keep your people safe from you. To keep you safe from yourself. I regret what comes next. But everything I am doing. I am doing for your best good. And in the distance. Not coming through this call. But in the faint distance of the background. You hear a sound. A ways off but loud. Hideous, rattling, screeching, burbling noise. It has not needed to be done for generations. 
but I have sent the Jabberwocky. I hope this will all be over soon. Mm. And the call goes silent. Yep. And a few moments, you can hear that noise echoing in the background. Um, Leon walks in at this point, arm full of potions, having stepped out of the meeting, looks at you and says, Did I miss something, my lord? Aye, give those here. And from outside, you hear the city beginning to scream, a thousand voices going up in panicking yells, and you hear one guard yelling louder than all the rest, Jabberwocky! 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 Alright. Yeah, Bryn, catch with me. Everybody else, get the people as far away as you can. Alright, and you run out of the fray and see what is happening. Yeah. And I will set the scene for you here. Um, you see the Jabberwocky. So, flapping forward over your city, seeming to fall out of a ripple in the sky itself, like a mirror breaking. You see this long, spindly, scaled creature with long, finger-like claws, thin wings, strange antenna rising up from its head, long whiskers, an ungainly dragon. (laughs) Like nothing else you have ever seen on Earth coming forward. And as it passes over the city... You hear people below screaming in thousands of voices and fleeing. This burbling, hideous sound is coming from it continuously. This, uh, charming little... Yikes! And... With a shattering noise like mirror glass breaking, there are other creatures emerging within the very walls of Elk's Rest itself. Ungainly things about the size of a grizzly bear, but thin. They have a thick porcupine-like exterior with quills sticking all out from it, long wolverine elongated jaws, and they rumble forth into the city. Tristan and Tristan look out at it, and because they both actually have the exact same voice, when they're not deliberately trying to differentiate themselves, I do them slightly mm. differently so you can understand who's speaking. Both as one, they look out and go, Bandersnatches! It's bought Vismus Bandersnatches with it! Mm. We're gonna need it, we're gonna need everyone! Rally! Rally everyone you can! Mm. And so, what is happening here is your city is being attacked by the Jabberwocky. Yep. And a significant number of Bandersnatchers. Yep. In terms of what is actually happening, which are basically like giant hedgehog grizzly bear mutant first world monsters. Okay. Um, in terms of what is happening here, this is an individual level combat as opposed to an army level one. Everyone gets deployed for it but you are picking one person to be the one that's doing stuff on screen. Yeah. And everyone else, including your army that is here and a bunch of your counsellors, are in this deck of effects. Right. So the person that you are picking to take with you is going to get taken out of the deck of effects. I have here a Bryn card. Yep. Which is, this round, Bryn appears on screen and does this thing. Excellent. So I'm taking her out, if you are choosing to take her as a person. Yes, I'm taking her as my person. And so what's basically going to happen here 
is you're going to get two rounds while the Jabberwocky makes its way across the city towards you to do whatever you see best in that time. Yeah. Engage it, um, uh, drink potions, shoot it with ranged weapons, whatever your heart so desires. Yeah. Um, then we will go into an actual combat because it is coming for you. It is yeah. heading straight for the palace. Yeah. Um, if Kaelin goes elsewhere, it seems to turn slightly in the air and head for you. It is yeah. clearly tracking either you, the swords, or both in some fashion. Yeah. Um, and when you go into combat proper with it, it will be every round you draw one of these cards and yeah. you get this effect. Yeah. As Svetlana runs through the fight while fighting yeah. Banner Snatchers, does her thing, and then runs out the other side. Excellent. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So it is a solo, it is a PC level combat, but it is a PC level combat with health. Awesome. Um, and because the Jabberwocky is following you, you can set the scene somewhat to where you want to engage it, which could be like in the city streets, in the courtyard, it could be on a um, small tower. Uh, this creature is not actually incredibly enormous. It is no, it is not bigger than a Nightmare Rook. It is merely huge. Same place. I want to fight it. Same place we fought the Nightmare Rook, or at least same place we fought the endeavor to fight the Night. Went up to fight the Nightmare Rook before we found out in the first world, world roof of the castle. Yep. Um, it's a good dramatic location. Makes sense. Um, and um, a bit less inclined to massive property damage than. Um, and, and, and civilian casualties than the inside of my council chamber, which yes. I try, try to try and avoid fighting monsters in my council chambers. Yep. Um, so, at this point, it's, um, oh, yep, 4.16, so we've actually got some time. I was thinking it was 5 o'clock, so yep. we've got some time. So, I expect this to be at least a moderately complicated fight. Yeah. So, um, it's a question of, like, I was planning to stop and make dinner at about 5. Yep. Um, so, I would be happy to start the fight now, or we can leave it here at the dramatic Jabberwock here to start the fight now and then stop it, or we could leave it at the dramatic Jabberwock attack, um, thing, whichever your preference is. Well, do we want to do, um, what we could do is do two rounds of, um, two rounds of prep, then stop. Yep, sounds good. So, um... Okay, so the Jabberwocky flies towards you. You yeah. start vaguely making your way to the castle roof. Yeah. And you have capacities in here because you have people running all around you, hither to and fro, shouting. Yeah. Um, you have the capacity to, um... Uh, have people do action... Like, summoning Wind Chaser is a valid action, as yeah. is, I want to send somebody for this sort of thing. Yeah. As is, blah, blah, blah. No, I think I'm good with the summoning wind chaser. I'm probably going to fight it with the swords for the moment. Caelan spends two rounds drinking potions. Yep. And drinks his um, potion of bark skin plus five and his potion of resist fire. Yep. Given that Bryn has a fairly limited capacity to engage in any meaningful range, she's pretty much going to do the same thing. So, um... Kaelin is then going to, um, if he can, also shift his sword around, as a, which is a move action. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, you effectively got two full round actions to take actions in. Yeah, I mean, technically, roaring and drinking the potions consumes both of those, so it's up to you if I can switch the swords around. I'm content to say I can't because I've used my two full rounds. Uh, if you're out of actions, then no, you actually can't, because I'm also covering things in here like you're moving. Yeah, yeah, I'm running up the stairs. The two rounds is an abstraction. Yeah, 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 but it's two rounds worth of multiple rounds of moving and... Um, yes. Doing things. No, so Kaelin draws and drinks two potions, and the sword remains on um, Matchless Sentinel for the moment. Yep, all good. So, yep, so that's what he does, is he's now got resist fire 30 and and an additional five um, points of armor and natural armor, making his AC 37. And as the Jabberwocky flaps its ungainly way towards you... As it begins to close on you, you hear that burble. You can feel the wind generated. This creature doesn't look like it has enough mass to generate this level of force, but there is a a small tornado of force wind blowing at you. Hair is streaming and rippling. The castle battlements, uh, what I'm looking for, the banners here are cracking in the wind. And as this thing comes near you, its presence fills the room. And you feel something come over you, endeavouring to make you quail. Like all dragons, it has a hideous, frightful presence about it. Yep. And you stand firm and plant your sword as Aristotle is with you. Yep. And you are immune to fear. Which is a fantastic ability to have picked up from the 11th hour. Bryn, however, is not immune to fear. But she she gets a plus four bonus because she is standing near Caelan. Yep, but she still needs to roll when she comes into its frightful presence. Uh, And... Uh, we'll succeed on the difficulty 28, we'll save. <laughs> well done, Bryn. I love immunity of fear. So it ain't gonna be easy. Yep. And then the Jabberwocky comes towards you, screeching and burbling. As far as you've been told, this thing is intelligent and active, but you're not thinking you're going to get a lot in the way of conversation. Yeah, but yeah. It is a mythical destroyer. It is, um... It's the, it, it, it goes as chosen no, no, form no, of destruction. Yeah, no, 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 um... No, negotiation is not going to be a tactic that succeeds here. You don't think so, somehow. As the wind whips around and the terrible creature flies towards you, we will leave it there. Dun, dun, dun. dun.